Today I want to talk about happiness and uh, what makes me happy. I mean, what are the, the secrets that I personally have found work for us to be more happy and at peace? I know it's like going to Rome. There are many paths that, uh, that lead there. But in the end, there are also paths that are not as well traveled. And uh, maybe the five uh, secrets to happiness I'm sharing with you today are things that you haven't really thought about so much. And so I want to just uh, share them with you so that you can also hopefully try them out and realize, you know, happiness and also the, the peace aspect of happiness are not that hard to obtain. It's actually possible for us to get there. Because in the end, we all want to be happy, right? And, and happiness is something that we benefit from. It's not just uh, this emotion, this state of mind. It does give us a greater sense of confidence and self-esteem when you're happy. We are more productive. We are more motivated, we are learning and growing more easily when we're happy and certainly we also have better relationships and, and have a general, in general, a greater fulfillment in life. So there is a lot to gain from focusing on happiness. For many people, happiness seems to be such a far away goal, maybe because they feel anxious, they feel depressed, they feel insecure. But happiness doesn't have to be this firework of, you know, exploding joy, this feeling of being the luckiest person in the world. There are absolute ways of feeling happy that are different, that are personal, that you define. And, and I'm going to share with you a little bit later how to do this. So let's delve into the five secrets on how to be happier. And so... Number one is knowing when enough is enough. This is one of those things I find so fascinating in our society. And I think when I grew up, which is a little bit of a few decades ago, it wasn't that, that uh, permanent and prominent in our minds that we always have to strive for more, more stuff bigger and better and newer experiences. There is this constant movement towards something that we think we should have or we should be or we should somehow do. And it never really leaves us uh, with a sense of satisfaction. And so personally, I found inspired also by uh, wonderful podcasts, for example, The Minimalists, who are really talking a lot about making with less more out of life, I find knowing when we have enough and knowing when we are enough is one of the keys to greater happiness. I think it's really important for us to, to sit and take in what we already have and who we already are and, and decide that, Right now, this is good enough. The, the filmmaker Rick Ray, who uh, did this documentary, 10 Questions for the Dalai Lama, he traveled through India. And one of the things he described, what was for him just mind-blowing, was that 
the people that had the least amount of goods and were really poor seemed to be happier than the people he encountered who had everything, big palaces and all the money in the world. And, and it seemed like that the people who had little, who you know logically would have much more reason to worry, were somehow enjoying more the simple ways of their lives. Whereas the people who had everything were more worried about losing what they have or not getting what else they want. And, and so there was a constant struggle and a constant disconnect from the, from the present moment. So if we want to be happier and we want to enjoy life more, we also want to look at the fullness that's already there. So one of the things that I find is really helpful is just for you to look at everything that you already have. Your clothes, your utensils in the kitchen, uh, maybe you'll look at uh, you know, the books in the bookshelf and all the things you have and just take it in. Take this richness of your life already in. And then look at your relationships and how they are going. Look at yourself and how you have been trying to work on yourself, to grow, to evolve, to explore, and simply take it in as good enough. Right now, this is good enough. I want to actually enjoy what right now is. It doesn't mean that you become complacent. It doesn't mean that you uh, will never do anything different or will never buy anything. It just means that you're taking a moment to fill yourself up because fulfillment is about filling up and being happy means to be at peace and accept what is and not just always look for that next thing that you feel like you have to fill a void that doesn't get filled really with anything that you're adding to it and it doesn't get fulfilled when you have these expectations of having to be a little bit more you know, confident or looking a little bit better or releasing a little bit more of the old stuff and all this postponing and all this wanting to have things different and resisting what is, is a sure way to create discontentment and a sure way to make happiness something in the future not available right now. So look at what is enough and for the time being, just embrace it and know also that you have been doing enough. It's Friday, you have been working enough, you have been contributing enough. Just enjoy this enoughness for a moment and, and take it in as one bridge to happiness. The second one is redefining happiness so that it works for you. What is really making you happy? You know, there are three ways people go about happiness and they're all not working. The first one is where people say what makes me happy or what would make me happy, that's already a giveaway, is a new job, is having loads of money, financial freedom, is maybe a new partner, is looking better, a different car. And what happens is that we are just always postponing the happiness into the when I have this, then I allow myself to be happy. And that's kind of a, it's called destination addiction, where 
there is a desire to reach a certain level, a certain goal, and until then you're not really allowing yourself to have happiness. It's a kind of an, a puritanical approach to life. And unfortunately, we don't really ever reach that level because we know ourselves as soon as we have that, what we declare as that's my happiness spot, there is something else that lures us in and tells us, no, you're not there yet, you have to go further. So that doesn't work. The second one is where you're just going kind of into your inner rebellious mode and say, you know, happiness is me sitting on the couch, eating potato chips and binging on my show or partying with my friends all night long or not caring about, you know, my responsibilities and just uh, going on a world trip. All wonderful things in theory, but that's happiness with a hangover because A, it's not sustainable. B, you're going to afterwards look at some consequences and regret them. And it's not really a, a healthy and whole happiness that you're experiencing. And then there is a third happiness that is often the happiness of the fantasy land where you want something you definitely cannot have. Being taller or younger or turning time back and having a do-over or being a, a multimillionaire and all these fantasy island things. That is again another way for you to deny yourself happiness. What if happiness is right now available to you? Right now in this moment. You may have been waking up miserable. But what if you can right now feel happy? Because it's, it's your birthright to feel happy and it's available to you. One way to get there is to remember four or five times when you felt happy. Whenever I think about this, one of the first things that come to mind is when I was about 15 years old, like a, a teenager with uh, starting to feel more and more testosterone being on a school trip in the south of France, laying in the grass, looking up uh, onto the leaves of the trees and having two beautiful girls laying next to me. They didn't really want anything from me, but <laughs> that's about, besides the point. I was just so happy to have some female attention. So that moment I told myself, I will always remember how great that feels. And that's kind of a go-to moment for me that makes me smile. And there may be other moments for you where you would say, yeah, I was happy when I, uh, you know, got married or I was happy on the uh, time when I kissed my partner for the first time or I was really happy when I was on this, uh, you know, secluded beach and jumped into the water and I fell totally free. And when you remember this, then you feel something inside of you. And that feeling whether it's a warm feeling, whether it's little butterflies, whether it's just an expansive feeling, whether it's a very calm and peaceful and grounded feeling, that is for you happiness. And then you have like an inner compass towards happiness. And again, it can be in different flavors and it doesn't always have to have the same intensity. But when you know more what happiness feels to you, you can actually also look on you know daily events going through life when does this feeling arise you may just walk and see a little puppy in the park and you pet the puppy and you just feel like oh that feels so nice to have this little dog looking at me and 
and that may give you the exact warm feeling that you have been looking for. Or for me, sometimes it's just like in between my work obligations, I sit on this one bench in our garden and I look out there and I just look at the trees and the birds and the butterflies. And in that moment, I do feel a peaceful happiness that I know I, I yearn, I want to go towards more often. And when you take like notes on this, like a little happiness journal during the week, then ask yourself, what are the themes? What does make me happy? Where, when did I get that feeling? And then you maybe realize, well, it's usually when it's about being in nature, or it's usually when I connect to someone, or it's when I feel there is a certain kind of spaciousness or freedom, or maybe it's when I feel mentally stimulated, or when I feel lucky because I found a quarter in my pocket. Whatever those moments are, go one step deeper and ask yourself, so what does that say about my values? Because when we are living according to our values, we also are much closer to feeling happy. And so that maybe brings you to, well, what really is important to me is connection. What's really important to me is freedom. What's really important to me seems to be, you know, a sense of being you know, maybe on purpose or having a creativity or self-expression, then you know these are the overlying themes that do bring me happiness. And then you also know I need to just dabble in that more. And then I can find small ways to create happiness every day. A small way would be, if connection is important, just to chat with your neighbor and just notice that there can be over time a really nice little relationship budding or maybe it is about really taking the freedom to not you know tie yourself to your desk at lunch but going outside because maybe freedom and nature is important and just sit on a bench like i do and just take the beauty and the calmness of nature in that can bring you happiness on a daily basis so happiness is often free but it is also a choice we have to make. And if you know more what brings you that happiness, you will, can, able to, you will be able to make that choice much more often and also much more easier. So that's number two. So number one was just knowing when is enough and just celebrating the fullness of yourself and your life. Number two is being more aware of what brings that feeling of happiness to you, what are the situations, the triggers. And number three is find your own pace. You know, this is a, a real important piece for me because I was used to run through life like on a fast train and you know, no wonder that time passes by and you're not really taking anything in because you're always, you know, off to the next and you're in a hurry. There is a urgency there is something that always pushes you and pulls you and and i think you may be able to relate to this and that feeling that you always have to be on the run sometimes it's on the run with others because you feel like you're in a competition or you're comparing yourself with others and you feel like well they do it so i have to do it but you're never really asking yourself is that really what i want is that my pace is this really how i want to go through life you know, when we were on the Camino, on the hike, there were people that did about double of what we did a day. 
we did about you know maybe like uh, 14 15 miles and they went all the way up to 20 25 miles and uh, and it just felt to me they had to prove themselves something and yeah god bless them that's great let's go for it but if we would have gone any faster besides that our legs would have really hurt even more uh, we probably would have missed out on many things, many opportunities to connect, many beautiful landscapes that we would have not seen. So going at your own pace and realizing life is not a race, it's your private journey and you're just going to go about it the way you want to. That's really important and that may be also important with your ideas on being behind in life. Like so many, especially younger people are telling me that they already feel behind, they're barely out of college or maybe even high school. And they're saying, well, you know, I don't have a 401k and I don't really know what I want to do in my life. And I don't have a girlfriend and I'm way behind. Well, there is no behind. There is only your pace and there is only your journey. And that's what you need to honor. And that's what you need to really uh, enjoy and when you find your own pace you have a movement and that movement is sustainable and that movement is something that brings you to the right place because you're not missing that little turn that you're supposed to go because you were too fast but because you have your own pace and you're more aware and you're more present you're gonna find that turn because you feel it you feel the inspiration with it and and that's where you also find more happiness along the way and the fourth step, the fourth secret, is freedom. Long time ago, when I worked with a coach, because I was a not very happy camper in academia and in medicine and research, but I also didn't really know what I wanted to do instead, the coach worked with me on finding my, my values, what's really important to me, and and one of the things that came out that really surprised me because I have been in, you know, at that time in school for over 30 years, uh, have been working in universities for most of that time. And I mean, I was tied into some kind of a system and, and the, that value that came out that was so important was freedom. And freedom is since ever then for me, one of the driving forces towards happiness. If I don't feel free, it's almost impossible for me to be happy. Now, freedom doesn't mean that I can always do whatever I want and uh, I have no obligations or things to do, but what freedom is for me is the feeling to be able to be myself. It's like this taking ownership of myself. See, since ever we are born, we are striving for one thing, which is to have independence. Yes, we enjoy at the beginning to be loved and cuddled and fed and cleaned and safe, but there is a driving force for independence. Otherwise, we wouldn't want to get up and walk or we wouldn't want to feed ourselves or do parties ourselves. And so there is an independence and independence ultimately means that you own your life and that you learn to be self-reliant and, and that's another way to be free. The freedom to live your life the way you choose to and the way you feel is meant for you to be. And how often don't we do 
or don't we allow ourselves to be free? How often do we simply give up on freedom because we don't want to upset other people? Like a client of mine told me that uh, she's not allowing herself to visit a friend uh, another city because she would be gone for a weekend and her kids say no you're traveling too much and she didn't want to upset her kids and so she stays at home even though she would love to go somewhere else or how often you know do we like another client of mine go to an event like this client told me was forced to attend a dinner party because everyone was saying oh don't bail on us and you know gave him the guilt trip so he said yes even though he knew he's gonna regret it because at three o'clock in the morning he has to go to work that's not freedom it's not freedom to please others and just make sure that they somehow are not uh, getting upset with us it's not freedom to hold ourselves back and not say what we really feel it's not freedom for us to always say that, well, you know, we have to stick in a job that is soul-sucking and heartbreaking just because it's better for the social benefits. That's not freedom. And I'm not saying that you have to make, you know, all these wild changes to be free, but I want you to be aware of when you are not free. Just notice when there are certain things in your life where you immediately are aware of, you know what, I am not free. I'm not myself. I'm not doing or speaking or having what I want because it's safer to trade in my freedom for avoidance of conflict or making other people happy. So if you sit down for a week and notice when you're not free, it can start in the morning when you choose what you're wearing because you don't want to necessarily wear something that your colleague's going to you know, potentially have a judgment about, or it could be that you're not giving yourself the freedom to maybe go a different route to work, which is much more scenic and more enjoyable because you're afraid of being late, or you're not giving yourself the freedom, as I said, to have lunch outside because all the other colleagues seem to be busy on their desks and don't go for lunch outside. Just pay attention to when you're giving up on your freedom and then gently give your freedom back. Allow yourself to say yes to the fact that you are the owner of your life and that this happiness that you're seeking depends on the choice for you to either say yes to the freedom that you're yearning or to say yes to others and then postponing the freedom again and feeling disappointed in yourself. And it's not just about others. It's really also about ourselves. I know that one of the biggest problems with freedom is that we doubt ourselves, that we doubt that, uh, you know, it's okay for us to be different, to say something that may be controversial, to, you know, express ourselves in, in certain ways. This is the doubt, is it safe? And we can only overcome the doubt when we are actually putting it to the test. And we are realizing, wow, look, I was free. I did something different. I was going maybe even against the grain and I'm still here. And I'm feeling so much better about myself. I'm so much happier. 
or wow, I actually did take the time, the freedom to not just do some extra hours at work, but do a class of painting or cooking because creativity is such an important part of me and the freedom to be creative. I finally gave it to myself. Look for what makes you feel more free, which ultimately feels more expansive, more open, more. It's almost like a liberation whenever I feel free. It's like I can breathe again. And then just give yourself every day little moments of that freedom and realize it's safe. And it definitely is a bridge to happiness. And then the fifth way to find more happiness is to challenge yourself. Challenge yourself to be happy. And what I mean with this is that everything I told you is a perspective shift. It's a, it's a change. And we are so used to not change because A, we feel like we have to change anyhow. You know, the teachers ask us to change. Uh, society asks us to change. The jobs ask us to change. So changing on our own feels almost like, you know, something we cannot do or it feels already too much because as humans, we kind of avoid change. Change is scary. Comfort zone, that's where we feel much more safe in. So if you want to choose happiness as your state of mind, the daily choice, you have to change. You have to put the work in. And that means you have to work on all those points I made. Accept the things that you resist. Anything where you have been feeling like, oh, this doesn't make me happy because I don't have this or I'm not at this level or I'm not looking the way I want or I'm getting older. All those things that really take away that choice of happiness, choose acceptance over resistance. Go into this appreciation mode of knowing that you are enough, that you are a gold mine with abundance of treasures and, and gifts and strength. It's just not all unearthed yet. But what already is there is enough. And that is the moment that you want to feel the fulfillment of this is good. This is good enough. And, and work on this and practice that. Don't just get up and look for something else. Sit still with it. Then also work on that change, that challenge to discover more about what makes you happy. You know, it always is said that 80% of change is awareness. And I, I believe that. So be aware of not just, you know, what's not good at, about you. I mean, how many of us are struggling with negative self-talk, this, you know, negative Nelly in our head that constantly just either has some kind of a comment of what we do wrong or why we cannot do this, who do we think we are, or, you know, whatever holds us back. And there are good reasons for that that I'm going to talk about it in another time. But just notice that this all is also a choice to realize, well, this takes me away from that path of happiness. So let's go in the other direction. What actually feels good? What makes me feel like having this happiness experience? And then give yourself permission to have more of that. Go at your own pace, even if it's way slower than you're used to, even if it's the opposite of what everyone else does. Find the pace that feels sustainable, that feels enjoyable, that gives you 
a sense of presence and don't plan too far ahead just know all you have is really right now there is so much to have and then also give yourself the freedom to own your life more and to be yourself more in this life i believe that happiness comes from making a contribution it's one of those pathways to happiness but we cannot really make a contribution if we are just a smaller more contracted more muted version of ourselves. so if you give yourself the freedom to be you you will automatically make the impact that you're that you're here to make and the impact that maybe people around you subconsciously are waiting for you to make so definitely give yourself the freedom to expand express explore and evolve into that best and happiest version of yourself and then continue challenge yourself for happiness it's so easy for us to go into a more mindset of lack a more mindset of suffering of struggle we all have our favorite pains to go through or our favorite complaints to go through so the choice to happiness the choice to saying i can be happy in my own way every day i can find it that's the greatest challenge because it's a fundamental attitude shift but i know with what i just shared you and there are certainly many other ways that you can use as well you can make that attitude shift and you can make your life and the lives of those around you better because of it